0: When I'm taking pictures out in the street and I'm walking around, that's the main way that I do my process. And obviously, there's lots of different things that you see. I see happiness, I see beauty, I see people going about their daily business. When I take pictures, I want to transport the viewer to that place. I want them to feel emotionally what it was like to be walking around the street.
1: This photography podcast is brought to you by Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. Here is your today's host, W. Scott Olsen, with another fascinating conversation. Well hello everyone and welcome to another podcast from Frames Magazine. My name is Scott Olson and today we are doing street photography. Today we are talking with Tatsuo Suzuki, one of the best known, most celebrated street photographers working these days over in Japan. And I should tell you we're recording this at according to my time, 10 o'clock in the morning, but it is one o'clock in the morning over in Japan. So we have a real a real treat and, and a real honor to be able to talk with Tatsuo today. As before with one other podcast, I don't speak a word of Japanese. So we are employing today the, the wonderful talents of Elijah Bender. Elijah is a professor of history at Concordia College in Moorhead, Minnesota. Good morning, Elijah. How are you? Good morning, I'm doing well. So for the people listening, tell, tell me, you know, just briefly, how did a history professor in Minnesota get interested in Japanese in Japan? Yeah, well, I, I
0: started really beginning interested in Japanese history when I was an undergraduate and I had a very uh, inspiring history professor. At the time, I was really into the martial arts and I was really drawn to East Asian history. I grew up hearing kind of family stories about the experiences of my two grandfathers in the Pacific War and, yeah, just kind of fell in love with it and was able to go into graduate school, lived in Japan for a while and just sort of kept going, you know, as far as my interest would take me.
1: Well, very cool. We we appreciate your time and and your ability to translate for us this morning. Photography, as I've said before, is a global language, uh, but talking about it is not. So sometimes uh, it's a real blessing to have somebody along that can help turn the words and images back into each other. I shall do my best. (laughs) Okay. We are talking this morning with Tatsuo Suzuki, who is phenomenal, whose new book, Friction, is receiving all sorts of praise. And clearly, we know his work from the first edition of Frames Magazine. His style is distinctive. His style is immediately recognizable. Born in 1965, he started shooting, he says, in 2008. His website is Tatsuosuzuki.com, T-A-T-S-U-O-S-U-Z-U-K-I.com. I really recommend you go check it out. His reputation is everywhere. He's been shown in Paris, in France, in Portugal, in London, China. He's got awards all over the place, including the Lens Culture Street Photography Awards finalist, including uh, winning the Fence Competition for Street Photography. It it is a tremendous, tremendous body of work. Tatsu, good morning. How are you, sir? Hello. Good morning. I'm good. Uh, Hello, everyone. Wonderful. Tatsuo, let's begin not only with the work, but with the ideas behind the work. You say that your aim is to show the world the streets is beautiful, interesting, wonderful, and sometimes cruel. What do you mean?
0: When I'm taking pictures out in the street and I'm walking around, that's the main way that I do my process. And obviously there's lots of different things that you see. I see happiness, I see beauty, I see people going about their daily business. But then you also see things that sort of stand out to you, things that catch my eye. And when I take pictures, I want to transport the viewer to that place. I want them to feel emotionally what it was like to be walking around the street at that time.
1: Is is your subject more emotional, or is it more, let's say, anthropological?
0: So when when he's taking pictures, he wants to get a glimpse of the interior of the subject, that person's world, that person's interior world, to sort of give give a glimpse of that person's experience. And if that can come through in
1: the photograph, that is his highest goal. Mm-hmm. How much of the street work that he's doing reflects his own emotions and his own sensibility? And how much is he trying to bring out other people's stories?
0: Generally, it's, it's more his feeling, his emotions that are kind of shining through in the the photographs. However, the subject of the photographs is going to have a big impact on what he is feeling. And so what he photographs is sort of a reflection of that emotion that he's going for. And when those two things align, in other words, when he is trying to convey a certain emotion and his subject also has that emotion about them, whether that be in in the atmosphere or expression or or so on, that's when he feels like he gets the maximum effect with his street photography.
1: Tatsuo, in your writing for Frames magazine, you say the images, they reflect the gloom and doom of my feelings in in these COVID times. How has COVID affected street photography for you?
0: Last year, everyone was affected by COVID, obviously. And for me, at first, there was a lot of uncertainty about whether or not I could even take pictures or what the process would be. As COVID continued, though, I wanted to get out into the street, into into the town to try to capture the atmosphere of COVID. And the kind of key thing that that emerged there is, is just this sort of quietness that is reflected on the street as a result of COVID.
1: Oh, very cool. I want to talk about the final product, the images themselves. And I want to talk about process and I want to talk about, you know, the little bit of controversy lurking back there. So let's start with just a, a number of the images, if we could. The images are all black and white. They are all low key. They, they are all fairly dark. Tell me what kind of aesthetic, tell me, tell me what kind of mood or, or style you would most like to see attached to your name when people are talking about street photography.
2: These pictures were taken between
0: 2018 and 2019, and the theme of the book is friction, which has this connotation of discord or strife, and that's something that I really wanted to capture as a reflection of the feeling of these places where I'm taking pictures, it's also sort of a reflection of my attitude as I'm doing the photography. And the places that I find most compelling are ones that have this sort of feeling almost like a a slum, the sort of back alleys, if you will, places that are a little bit out of the way that I think capture this essence really well.
1: That is tremendously interesting. Tell me, if you would, the story of the image that wound up being the cover of Friction, the young woman looking through the vinyl umbrella. Tell me, beginning to end, how that shot came to be. The
2: cover
0: image... I felt like captured this theme of friction or discord the best of the ones that I had taken. And so that's why it ended up being the image for the front of the book. So that, per- that particular image was one that just happened by chance. It was this sort of candid image that just happened on this sort of fortuitous opportunity. I wanted to do a portrait, and so I shot it in that style. And then as I was looking through the images that I had taken for this collection later, which again, the organizing principle with these images was that theme of friction. So friction, discord, kind of strife, struggle, you know, sort of all of these things. And I felt that that image that ended up on the cover best captured that feeling that I was trying to convey with this Collection,
1: But the the image is a beautiful image. It, it's very moody and evocative. Where do you see the friction in that particular image?
0: This theme of friction or discord or strife does not mean that there cannot be beauty. In fact, all of the pictures that I selected for this volume... I chose them because I think they are all beautiful. But in, in terms of that specific image, where I s- sort of see this friction is the fact that it's, it's raining. There's this kind of darker mood to it. The models or the subject's eyes are sort of downcast. And when I was taking that photograph, it almost felt like there was a bit of a kind of back and forth or a sort of contest between myself and the subject of that photograph. So that that's where I feel like it captures that mood of friction.
1: Oh it, it is an extraordinary photograph at, at just about every level. Street photography, when other people are doing it is often context heavy or environmental. There's a lot of buildings and traffic lights. You are, at least in this collection, almost without exception, focused on faces. Was that a choice? Before you went out, is that style? Is that what? what? Why the close-up of the face?
0: I take a lot of pictures that are that sort of environmentally focused stuff that you were mentioning, whether that be buildings or streets or, you know, traffic lights and so on. But the short answer is that yes, I I felt like for this collection, a a focus on people was most appropriate. And the best way or perhaps the most powerful way to evoke emotion is by capturing the face. Again, returning to this theme of friction, my my focus in, in this volume naturally came to people because it's sort of the best personification of that friction, that discord that I'm trying to capture. I wanted to really bring to life almost a kind of consciousness of the environments that I was photographing and the personal stories, the personal documents in photography of the subjects that I'm photographing. One of the ways that this friction sort of manifests is between people and the environments that they're moving through, the focus on the human subjects kind of best captures that feeling, I
1: think. Oh, that that is really, really interesting. I love that. Before we get to the controversy, I want to talk about your process of bringing this about a little bit. You have become famous not only for your work, but for your style of shooting. Some people have called it intrusive or offensive. Some people have called it absolutely appropriate. So talk to me about the way you approach the act, not, not the product, but the act of street photography.
0: No, I don't
2: think
0: that my that my style is aggressive. Taking photographs is capturing an instant and you're just capturing this this one specific moment. So focusing on that second obscures the larger context. No, I, I don't feel like I'm I'm aggressive or intrusive uh, when I'm taking pictures on the street.
1: Tatsuo, your reputation, your work, your, your body of, of images became uh, really well known and really well accepted. And you became an ambassador for Fujifilm. You became the spokesperson for the new X100V. And then a film came out that showed you doing street photography, that showed you approaching people on the street and some people did not take well to your style of shooting, that you were too close to people, that it was a little bit, you know, offensive to invade their space and stuff. Tell me how this whole thing came down from your point of view, and 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 tell me what, from your point of view, is really going on here. The film that was put together,
0: it is just a part of my process. It doesn't really... Only reflect the whole thing, and so partially it's an issue of, of the, the way that uh, uh, the portrayal kind of came off, and I, I felt that Fujifilm was maybe a little bit maybe a little bit of an overreaction there, but you know essentially that's that's what
1: happened. And many photographers agree with you as well. What is it that you think bothered some people? Is it the the physical closeness that you are to some people? Is it the unexpected nature? Where do you think the misunderstanding or lack of understanding came from?
0: I would say that the the video does not really capture my natural process, my usual process. So when I take pictures, I have a lot of respect for my subjects. And if at any time the person in my photographs does not want to be photographed or expresses that they don't want to be a part of this, I do not use those pictures. So in my selection process, the photographs that I actually publish, I have a great deal of respect for the subjects in those pictures. When I'm out on the street taking pictures, I do not hide my camera. I'm not sneaking up on people and and taking pictures unexpectedly. It's very clear what I'm doing on the street. And again, if people tell me that they do not want to be photographed, I respect that. I always have respect for that. So the sort of focus on this as being me like taking advantage of people, I feel is unfair because I I feel like I'm being very upfront. So the, the reaction on Fujifilm's part was a little bit uh, strict, I felt. I was kind of disappointed that they went to that level, but, you know, that it it sort of is what it is. The thing with Fujifilm taking the video down and and all of that, he he does not have any criticism of them. That was, you know, this was produced for an advertisement. So as far as he's concerned, there's, there's no problem between himself and Fujifilm. He doesn't have any sort of critique of them for making that decision.
1: I did ask Fujifilm for a comment, and all they would say is that they continue their relationship with Tatsio as an independent artist. So, I mean, clearly th- there's no harm being done here, just an odd reaction to a style of shooting.
0: It's an ordinary thing that happens in the course of them choosing what they want for their advertisements, so... I want to make it clear that there's no ongoing bad blood or controversy between myself and Fujifilm
1: very cool I like that a lot the last two questions in the back of friction as I'm looking at the thumbnail pictures, I notice that you label some of them portraits and some of them not even though they're clearly um, you know headshots or face shots is there a difference? when you're doing street work, between what you call a portrait and what you
2: don't?
0: This is a good question, and there's a little bit of ambiguity, I feel like. The the basic distinction between a portrait and maybe what would be considered a candid photo, in a portrait, the, the model is aware that the picture is being taken, right? And it, it's very intentional, whereas a, a candid photo is not necessarily. When it comes to street photography, I rely on mostly the feeling of, of the picture uh, in making that distinction. But one of the things that I do is if it's a picture where the subject of the, of the picture had my attention or like heard my voice and then, and then was reacting to that, then I would tend to label that a portrait because it's a little bit more of that kind of intentional photograph. whereas the, the ones that are more natural, I would not apply that label
1: to. With that kind of transactional um, idea, are are portraits more revealing?
0: I think that both portraits and candid photographs are equally as, as emotive and equally as effective at conveying an atmosphere or a feeling. It's two methods to the same thing.
1: Oh, that, that is very cool. Okay, we are coming into an era now where the vaccines are coming out, people are getting their COVID shots. The mood of the street is going to change dramatically in the next few months. What are you working on now? What, what's, what's coming up next for you?
2: So
0: the next thing for me, and this will especially be true once COVID is sort of over, is I'll be shooting for a periodical, for a magazine, uh, and doing a series that's upcoming. So that will be my focus.
1: Well, very cool. Thank you very much, sir. I have learned a lot. I admire your work greatly. This has been a wonderful time.
2: You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank
1: Frames. Because excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit us at www.readframes.com.